On this episode of War Dam Experts, Rebecca and Maddie share with you the weirdest questions they've been asked by tourists visiting Great Falls, Montana. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're no damn experts. No, and we are coming up on a year. And last podcast that we put out, I said, this episode, we're going to review our episodes coming up on a year anniversary. But that's because I can't read a ca- uh, my calendar. <laughs> and <laughs> Is that for- a challenge for you? Yeah, well, I forgot that we put five episodes or four episodes all all at oh, once, yeah. so that threw off through threw me off. We're not just because we're on number fifty two doesn't mean it's fifty two of the week, right? So we have a few few more podcast episodes until we celebrate the one year where we have the special guest on. Ooh! But something that we really want to share with you is all the fun things that we get to share with our guests that we know nothing about. So when we named this podcast, we're no damn experts. It was a little tongue-in-cheek because we have five dams here in Great Falls. But there are quite a few questions that we'll get either from guests calling in or stopping into the office or sending us an email where we're like, huh, we know nothing about that. We don't even know where to start with that. And why do you think I would know this? Right. Now, the funny thing is, as I was preparing for this episode, I started to try and remember the weird questions that I've ever gotten. And it was kind of hard because I never took notes. So now moving forward, I'm always going to take notes of weird questions I get answered, asked. So when we said we were going to do this episode, I was thinking, why don't we have a journal where someone writes something down and remembers the weird questions? But then I remembered whenever those journals exist, people do things on purpose to get written in that journal, like say funny quotes in a class. Right. But I guess the visitors really wouldn't know that we're taking notes on them. No. So Unless they listen to this episode, now they'll know. So we're going to say a few things that might trigger, which I don't (laughs) even really like that word either, Um, Rebecca. (laughs) We are Great Falls Montana Tourism, and part of our services that we offer are to get people excited, get in-market guests excited about their experience while in Great Falls, Montana, commonly known as a visitor center. And from a visitor center standpoint... Let me just differentiate right now, and you're going to hear examples of this as we move through the episode. It's not the same thing as a travel agency. No. So first and foremost, not the same thing. Not at all. And the visitor center is funded by Great Falls Montana Tourism, which means we get to decide what information we share with you to promote our city. Yes. So these are the baseline pieces of information you need to have moving forward for this episode. And really, if you ever come to visit us, know that. (laughs) And another little fact is that a visitor center tailors, even though we're Great Falls Montana Tourism, we have other things. I'm going to say it loosely. 
A visitor center isn't an information center. No. You know, back in the day when you could dial, I don't know what number. 411. The operator. Mm-hmm. Hey, Betty. Does, can, does Jane still go? Is, is Jane home? Can you connect me? Or, hey, we're looking at switching churches. Is there a church near our house? Yes. So those used to exist. Now we have a... Well, Jeeves then filled in that, and then yeah. Google. Just think, Google it. Yeah, that's that's what's happened today. And when you call the visitor center or Great Falls, Montana Tourism, asking questions that you would normally ask information, we aren't that. And what we're going to do is Google, <laughs> just like you could, the response. So, no, we won't hang up on you, and we won't say, no, you shouldn't be calling us for that information, because you somehow got our number, <laughs> right? and you somehow need our help. So, yes. maybe that's why visitors return, is because everyone's helpful, like us, <laughs> and we are going to answer your weird questions. So, some of them are relevant to, somewhat relevant to tourism, yeah, and others aren't. We're going to just start with a crazy one right off the bat. And I, okay. And this is just one that's not relevant to us at all. It's Rebecca and me in the basement. I'm sorry, lower level suite. <laughs> and a gentleman walks in with a paper and he says, where can I find this notary republic? Or not- or a notary <laughs> public. Notary public. And uh, Rebecca's <laughs> standing there. Mind you, Rebecca's the executive director. I'm the one who normally greets in-market guests. That's how my time should be spent. (laughs) Here's the executive director just saying, let's see what you have. (laughs) This gentleman is here for like 20 minutes. And there's Rebecca sitting at the reception desk on the computer just Googling away. (laughs) I don't know how she did it, but she found the guy that he needed to find in Helena and because I guess there was something wrong with the seal. It was a whole story. <laughs> He's like, they told me to come here. Who is they? First of all, we need to have they on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, they would be an excellent guest on the podcast. Yes, they told me to come here and that you would help me. Well, we did help them. So sh- they were right. Yeah. I still don't believe they were. You know, I can only imagine the conversation was, you're having trouble with this title and the notary signature. You need to go to Great Falls, Montana Tourism. <laughs> They'll be able to figure out what you need to do next. So no, we. I have no clue. I just have Google. <laughs> so we help this guy out. But we do get some other ones where we look over our shoulder at each other and like, do, do you know? <laughs> Do you have any idea where to start with this one? And that that one would be one of the first ones that I got where I was knee deep in answering these guys' questions. So this couple, and I'm like, wow, they're putting me through the ringer. You guys have heard about our guests before that have really, really <laughs> challenged us. They are saying, we're, we're in it now. We're in it 25 minutes deep. And they're like, what's the white stuff on the side of the road? And I'm like, what do you mean? Is it salt? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think it's salt. I'm, I'm like, snow? Uh, did a You're not animal- even quite sure what road they're on no. where they saw it. They don't have a picture. I'm like, did a stuffed animal explode? <laughs> These are all the options I'm coming up with. I'm like, Rebecca. And then, bam, sure enough, Rebecca goes up. <laughs> She's at the map with them. And I just slip away. <laughs> so, Rebecca, what is the white stuff on this side of the road? So, our best guess, based on what we eventually found out from these people is they were looking at alkali on the road. 
um, which is right off the road. And it's really just kind of a, a feature of the soil uh, acidity that comes up. But the one question they, they did, or one answer they did suggest, which I thought was pretty good, was fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that would make sense. Okay. So they're, you know, they're trying to connect the dots, but it's alkali. I want to know where I was last, where I was just quizzing people. I'm like, do you know this? And <laughs> they have no idea. I'm telling you where the falls are. <laughs> um, but some of the other funny questions that we get are... Do you have a map of Helena? Or Bozeman, or Chicago, or Tennessee, or Canada? Yeah. Do you, like the whole country? Can you, <laughs> can you get me a map from here to Canada and the route I'm supposed to take? And this falls into that category of you clearly think we're a travel agency, not a visitor service center for Great Falls visitors. We don't stock that kind of inventory. Do you know the amount of square footage we'd have to have to stock maps of every city, every state? Or the knowledge? Every country? Or the money? Right. I don't think we would be Great Falls, Montana tourism at that point. I think it would be, we're no damn experts travel agency. (laughs) Let me help you get on the train. Well, that's, I remember growing up, we'd go on road trips. My mom would go to AAA and they'd print out a specialized map for our trip and oh, wow. highlight it around the way with construction updates hmm. it was a membership benefit yeah so i think they think we're triple a yeah and some people do come in with triple a books and they're like hey triple a says this okay like <laughs> not gonna argue with triple a but i'm want? just telling you that it's not real <laughs> what do you want me to do about it <laughs> so. so very rarely are we gonna have maps of other people's places now, I did make a trip through Wyoming, and I stopped at a few of their visitor centers and still some Wyoming maps, um, only because there are certain things the Wyoming map has in relation to Yellowstone mm-hmm. National Park that would make it easier for us to show on a Wyoming map. So I grabbed a few of those. And that makes sense. Those are just resources. Yeah, Maybe. mostly for us. If you're kind, we might give you one. But it's a limited supply we have. Limited. Like, these were procured by our own endeavors (laughs) it's an expensive trip (laughs) so we have city maps um and we have a map of the downtown map of where the falls is the river's edge trail map and the montana state highway map yep those are the ones we're always going to stock yep and really all you'll need to experience grand falls if you want a map of helena's downtown look at the highway map (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) and get a magnifying glass or look on your smartphone but you'd have to go to Helena's Destination Management Organization, which is what Great Falls Montana Tourism is. Yep. It's a little secret. We all have our own. <laughs> and here's another insider secret. We don't necessarily know all the cool things to do in every city in the state. I, I, think, they, I think they might know that. <laughs> We're barely cutting, I know. <laughs> cutting the mustard here in Great Falls. But we get that question, well, what is there to do in this community? Or what is there to do in this community? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Or my favorite was, where are some good trails to hike in this area? Um, no, no clue. No idea, guy. <laughs> I, had, I had someone call me that was in Florida saying they're going to drive to Washington. through, And they're going to go to Montana. What should I see along the way? What do you mean? <laughs> From Florida to Montana, what where should I, what should I see? And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> I don't know how you expect me to answer that question. Because, one, I'm grateful as Montana tourism. I can answer questions mostly. Most I can answer most questions about this area. If I don't know the answer, I'll find someone that does. But from here to Florida? What? <laughs> it seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. And honestly... I don't know what you want to do, nor, right. sh- nor should I be spending my time doing it, <laughs> but I don't want to tell him, maybe you should ask someone else. So I'm like, well, let's pull up the map. <laughs> here's, here's some trails you can get on. Lewis and Clark Trail. If you take this way, you can get the history along the way. And then when yep. you reach Great Falls, you can go to the largest interpretive center. And that's how I'm tying it together. Well, what if I took this route? No idea, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Never been on it. I don't. I know nothing about the area. And and it's like they're disappointed. <laughs> Which we get. But again, that's why we started the episode with the setting of the expectations. We are not a travel agency. No. We barely know things about Great Falls. We had an organization forward my contact information to some people that were going to be traveling here. And they're like, hey, can you give them a tour? And it was while I was out of the office. So then this person that my contact information was forwarded to, he replies, I'm in my 70s. We got some 20-year-olds with us. We're going to be four days. What's the price? This is what we want to (laughs) do. And I'm like, man, I I could make a killing. Yeah. (laughs) I could be 1000 bucks a day. (laughs) You're going to see everything. And it was during, like, the summer. So I didn't really have to worry too much about rain canceling any of the plans. And in my head, I already have this itinerary. But we're not a travel agency. No. We're not going to book tours because Great Falls, Montana, we, we tailor to the independent adventurer. And the reason we do that is because we don't have the time to give you tours. No. It would be cool if someone... Did some tours of the falls, but right. then we would be out of a job. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, or just make us more efficient. Oh, you just go over there. Yeah, right over there. I think there's other times when we get asked questions where you don't want to be mean <laughs> in the way you ask this. So let me give you the scenario. Guest walks in and says... Do you have any information on the White Cliffs? Um, for what purpose? Like, how do you ask? What, what are you doing? <laughs> what kind of information do you want? You want the geology information, the history information, the floating information, the hiking information? Like, there's a ton of information. That's like saying, can you give me the information about your city? Oh, okay. Like, you want... All volumes of the books about our city? Like, how far back do you want to go? Where it was founded? What the major industries are? Where the people are? What the... (laughs) I guess that does make sense. And that kind of irks me a little bit being on the other side. (laughs) Because sometimes when I go into a hardware store and I ask them for something, they then ask me qualifying questions (laughs) like, are you worthy of purchasing this? And I want to say, look, guy... (laughs) I've done this, that, and the other, and I and I know this product exists. Give it to me. So maybe we just need to say information on the White Cliffs. Boy, sure do we ever. <laughs> what do you plan on doing out there? And that might have been the better way to approach it, but it's they didn't even have qualifiers of what they wanted to do. No. Oh, I just want. I just heard about it and would like some information. You. These are the same people that answer. The phone, or when you answer the phone, and they're like, can you give me this? They don't even introduce themselves what they're looking for. <laughs> so if they were to come at us and say, hi, I'm John Doe from Nashville, Tennessee, 
And I read some information about the White Cliffs. There's a lot of things to do out there, or I'm not exactly sure how to enjoy it. But I like hiking and photography. Perfect. Then I can help you a little bit more. You've narrowed it. But, but just say. Do you have some information on the moon? <laughs> it seems like a big topic. It does. It is. <laughs> and the thing is, we don't want to waste your time. And I don't want to waste mine either, obviously. But I don't want to talk to a level below you. Right. Or something that you are not interested in at all. Because we want to get you out there exploring Great Falls. Yeah, you don't, I mean, we are cool. I get that. But you don't want to spend all your time just hanging out with us. No, and it it kind of upsets me when, well, not the guests. The guests from yesterday. They came in towards the end of their trip. Oh, yeah. We want to see something. All right. <laughs> They're like, what about the waterfalls? And I'm getting, I'm in it. I'm like, where the, oh, we saw those yesterday. Okay, in the Lewis and Clark Interpreter Center. Went there day one. Ready been to the Russell. Uh, checked out the Paris Gibson. What else is there to do? We don't want to hike. <laughs> Why are you here? There what? does come a point, and nothing against you guys or gals or any of our guests. We only have so much to offer. And if you're not answering my questions with more than two words, you're not going to get more yeah. than... And especially if it's, we don't really want to do anything outside. Okay. And- then we're really limited. Are you up for drinking? Like, yeah, was, where does that leave us? I did learn that I have to ask that question before recommending places. Like, you guys should go to the Celtic Cowboy. <laughs> they have over 100 whiskeys. And I'm like, we don't drink. And I'm like, they have great appetizers. <laughs> so now I'm like, do you guys like to enjoy some beverages, like microbrews, craft beer, craft cocktails. And then they'll be like, no, we don't drink. And I'm like, okay, well, you can still check out this. or Yeah. Because I forget that not everyone wants to, you know, enjoy all the craft cocktails they can while they're here. <laughs> not all of them, but... Not appro- every single one of them on the appro- menu. Whoops. Oh, sorry. That's all right. An appropriate, again. <laughs> an appropriate amount of craft cocktails. <laughs> the responsible amount. Some questions we get are a little upsetting too is is everything closed on monday oh and my my response really wants to be like well i'm open right now (laughs) we're open because if i was closed i wouldn't hear this question and you may run into things that aren't open yet or that are closed on monday because it's a traditionally slower day or maybe if it's tuesday they're closed but when you come at us with your negative little attitude of well, I guess everything here is closed on Monday. Or to the adverse of that, uh, winter season, everything's closed. No, it's not. We're open all the time, but people need a break. They, they're open Saturday and Sunday. When do they get to recharge? We're not. No, no. <laughs> we're open. So we cleared cleared that fact up or cleared that point wrong. But no, not everything is closed on a Monday. And the museums, they're not. Like, oh, I have an opening shift where someone's going to start it up and the closing shift's going to clean the floors like at a restaurant. They have to close things and check inventory. They have to have controlled environments when they move things around. And they might be open internally, but if you want a new exhibit to go up, you don't always want a tourist walking through your building thinking, what you doing? (laughs) What's this piece of art here laying on the floor? (laughs) Are you sure you're hanging it right? So... (laughs) In order to have these awesome art 
exhibits come through, sometimes you need to close down. Also, we've got some restaurants that close. Um, They're not open seven days a week because they are family run. I don't know about you, but I used to work seven days a week for a long period of time, and it wasn't fun at all. And as you age, eh, it just becomes a point in your life when you're like, yeah, let's take some time off. Let's close on our slowest days. Yeah. So that we can keep our sanity, keep the business actually operating. And I don't hate the business. Right. That was once my passion. So if you want certain experiences when you're coming into a community, and this has nothing to, this is just a travel tip. Anywhere. If you're coming to a community for a specific thing, plan. Know when it's open. Know when it's closed. Everyone knows when the Continental Breakfast is in their hotel. Right. But but no one looks to see (laughs) if their favorite coffee shop is going to be open past 4 p.m. Or 3. That's been a contention of mine. (laughs) I get upset because a certain lunch favorite I like closes early. And I'm like... (laughs) Son of a gun. Or, or opens later than I want it to. Like, I want to put my order, order in at 10. Yeah. There are moments we get that you're not planning to do certain things and you find out about them. And then you're like, ah, oh, bummer. But guess what? Just means you got one reason to come back and you'll plan around that. Yeah. Um, the Lewis and Clark Festival that happened this past summer, we had a guest in that wanted to know about large events in our community. And I'm like, well, the Lewis and Clark Festival, that's next week and I won't be here. Next. <laughs> so oh. you just want to know what's happening in the next two days? Okay. Like, just rude about it, expecting to have a, a major event every weekend. Right. And I, and I get it. Some cities with over a million population... <laughs> Might have that kind of experience, but we can't do the Lewis and Clark Festival every weekend in the summer, even though everyone's coming here because they're on the Lewis and Clark Trail. Elizabeth might get a little tired and resign. <laughs> yes. I mean, the poor snake man's like, guys, oh. I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm not used to this. Similar to that, I had a guest come in one time and want to have a piece of printed information for every festival in the state of Montana. And I just kind of sat there thinking, I I have no idea where all that's listed or if there even is one. Can I get a my soapbox? (laughs) Go ahead. It's our podcast. You can do whatever you want. So a little secret, as a destination management organization, Great Falls Montana Tourism should know about all of the events that get people excited about coming here. Doesn't it, does there, is there a list of all these events in one single place that someone can find? No. <laughs> so we had to create one, and we became the authority on events. That's our goal, is to be the authority on events happening. But right now we're a staff of two. <laughs> and do you know all the crazy ways that people list events? It's... It's endless. And even on Facebook, you'd think someone would know, oh, I have an event. I'll just create an event on Facebook. They don't. They just upload an image with event information. And somehow I'm supposed to find that and include it on our listing right. of events. So it's a little frustrating to me when someone comes like, how can you not know? 
We dedicate over four hours a week on this, searching for events in our community. Yeah. Or they'll call. This event's canceled. There's over 2,000 links on that list right now, and I can't click them every day to see if it's canceled, postponed, changed, or they just forgot about it. So, no, there would not be an entire list of all the festivals in the state, because that means someone would need to be on a full-time career path role. It's paid by someone to do that. Yeah. No one's paying anybody to do that. There's no value in it. No. So you're going to have to do some research. And the research is not by looking up our phone number and asking us to do it. Correct. <laughs> because sometimes I'll recommend guests um, when they call and they're like, we're doing a really big trip in Montana, Wyoming area. And we really want to get a lot of Native American history specific to these tribes. I'm not well versed in all of the tribes in the area, let alone the primary, <laughs> pri- the primary one that the Blackfeet Nation. So I'm writing this all down and I'm like, here's the gist of what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to give you all the information that I have, printed material, because the, here's the catch. They don't have the internet. I don't know how they found my number. but <laughs> so, That's really the enigma question. Is, how did you find us to call? If you didn't have the internet. So I, I did a pretty big packet, um, made some notes. She even needed the post office number to Lewistown. Because they might have the answers. I'm like, please don't call these people. (laughs) They're postal workers. (laughs) They're so busy. But anyway, and I said, once you get this printed material, I suggest you take some notes on what what interests you and how it's going to move your trip itinerary forward and go to the library for one day and access the internet that way. Because I don't know what kind of qualifying questions to ask you to give you even, like to give you a better visitor packet or the information that you're looking for. And, and the enigma behind printed materials. Um, we'll get people who are like, do you have a brochure on a restaurant? I don't even know what a brochure on a restaurant would look like other than it exists. Men. Here's the address. Here are their hours. I could just write that on a sticky for you. But then the other component is... Do you know how much time and money it takes to design a printed piece? I'm not talking about printing them. Just design. Just designing them. And then making sure the information is correct so that when you do print it, at least it'll stay relevant for the first month it's out. Ding, ding, ding. Relevant. That's a, that's a really tough one to come by, especially for a restaurant. What if they have a seasonal menu or their hours <laughs> change by season and their season changes? Like So... There was someone in the community that said that I could design, or they, well, let's backtrack. You said it's expensive to design, create one. Mm-hmm. And you could be one of those, oh, man, I'll just tell the designer, just put this information on it. It's fine with me. I don't wear, I don't care. You know, as long as it's out there, I don't care. And then you get it back from the designer, and you're like, all of a sudden, I do care. Yep. <laughs> and there's all these revisions. There was someone said that uh, they wanted a web or a menu designed with photos and that. And I was like, you know what? I can do it for you, but the pay is going to have to be in sandwiches. <laughs> so I'm waiting for this deal to come through. Ooh, this could be a pretty lucrative deal. It could be. I'm like, sandwiches it is. You can, as long as you give me a sandwich, I'll do it for you. But it's going to be a lot of work. And, and it's pricey for reprints. We have the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center one side print brochure yep. out there. 
the hours on it for the summer season were wrong. You know what they told us? Tell people it closes at five, not six, <laughs> instead of spending ten thousand dollars to. Re- <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, I got you covered. <laughs> they, people think it's like, oh, it's just a forty dollar print job. No, it's no ten thousand dollars. Yeah, just just They're spendy. Yeah, and and the print people know that. No, and this is not a complaint over the professionals that work in that industry. Not at all. No, we pay for quality, and that's we're fine with that. So. We just choose what we're willing to invest in, and that that's why you're not getting certain printed materials, because... Too bad the printed people can't make certain areas of the brochure easier to write on with Sharpie. <laughs> like, just select areas. That is my, yeah. That, that would be cool. Otherwise, I'm, like, scratching the pen in. <laughs> Five. What other questions have we been asked? I know you wrote a little bit down. Well, this one's kind of recent that we got. Um, what restaurant can we eat at that serves elk? Oh. Or trout? Or bison? Yeah. Um, this is a little challenging to ask or answer from that perspective because wild game it can't really be commercialized. Yeah. Um, and it's always that we don't have that special or one-of-a-kind food that you seek out while in our city, like Philly cheesesteak or Cajun food, (laughs) um, the beignets from New Orleans. We specialize in local, fresh food. And we're really good at beef Beef. and pasta. (laughs) So, this woman says, there's a lot of people fishing here. People come here to fish. And I want to be like, well... Data says otherwise. Um, <laughs> where can we get trout? And I'm like, yeah, you catch it yourself, <laughs> fry it up, and then you cook it yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not really gonna be on the menu. She's like, we're beefed out. We were on the <laughs> Lewis and Clark Trail, and we've had a lot of beef. And yeah. I wanted to say they had more. They had eight pounds a day. <laughs> if you reach that eight pounds a day limit, then then you can complain. You're on the Lewis and Clark Trail. Come on. So. No, um, there's one place you can get bison burgers, or two? Two, I think. What's the one you know of? I'm thinking Roadhouse Okay, I, and Celtic. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. I, I know Fuddruckers. Oh, there you go. And the thing is about a, a tourism agency, we promote unique experiences. Not to say that Fuddruckers is bad. You can go to Fuddruckers anywhere. Yeah. Or most anywhere. It's not like you walk into the fitness center like, what should I get to eat? You need to go to McDonald's. <laughs> You'll be blown Blue. away. <laughs> Their flurry machine is working. So <laughs> so it's not like we we know the answer to everything, but it's like, if that's, if that's what you're looking for, that's where you're going to go. And I get, you know, growing up in a town of five, when you get to a town that's got like a Taco John's or a Burger King or any chain restaurant, Subway, that was a big one. Mine was Jimmy John's. <laughs> Jimmy John's didn't exist when I was a kid. <laughs> but, you know, when you got to a town, that was a feature. Like you were excited yes. to go eat there because it was better than whatever mom made <laughs> that you've had every night that week. Um, so we get that and we have those kind of experiences and we're happy to share them with you. But if you want a like a unique to Great Falls experience, eh, we're we're more into that. We also have your pound and a six pack and a pound. 
Which I was surprised you knew nothing about. I didn't have a Taco John's. And you knew nothing about walking tacos. I'm half Mexican. My mom's 100%. So I actually had Mexican food. Yeah. So when I went to Taco Bell, it was called something else in my house. And I'm yeah. like, no, mom, it's good. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, six pack and a pound is an institution at Taco John's. And really, if you haven't made it through college without having many six packs and a pound, I don't think you've done it correctly. Or maybe you didn't make it through yet. So that's the one thing you need to do to pass this final semester. A real odd question I got, and you may want to end up editing this out. We'll see. It's in. I had a guest stop in looking to relocate into the area, which we do get a lot of that, by the way, which isn't necessarily tourism, but, you know, a lot of the things that residents like to do are the same thing tourists like to do. So anyway. Crazy how that works. Um, So he says, (laughs) we go through all these things, day hikes, scenic drives, mountains, fishing, hunting. And then we get to the last question he has. He says, this one's going to come off a little weird, and I understand that, but here we go. (laughs) I'm like... I can't even imagine what this is going to be because we're actually getting a a warning before this happens. How's the cannabis industry here in Great Falls? Are business leaders pro, uh, against? What what do we what do you know? Because in the, the on the ballot in twenty nineteen, yeah. So I go through the nerdy portion of. Oddly enough, the state just overwhelmingly legalized. Um, recreational marijuana use. Not that we're going to invest a lot of money in campaigns to encourage people to come here and smoke, but relatively, I'd say the state's pretty open to the idea, seeing how this passed. I said, now there are some regulations that get down to the county level, and your county has to have passed it, and we have some dispensaries, go through the whole thing. He's like, huh, well, that's pretty good. I'm moving from Colorado, and that's my primary business. I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> that would have been something Maybe to lead, lead with. with. Exactly, right? you got to lead with this information. They want all this information from us, but they won't tell anything. Yeah, they're like, us. I'm going to keep this all a secret until, until it's time to spring it on you. Yeah. And at the time when it was passed, they passed it, but there was still no plan on how they were going no. to sell it. So it's like, we're, we will one day. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's, that's there's a, a lot of interesting rules, especially if you're a startup versus an established uh, medical dispensary. So if you want to know more about this, don't call us. You can call our visitor. <laughs> <laughs> but call Helena Visitor Information Center. They'd be happy to help you. And honestly, you have to remember who you're asking. So yeah. we are ambassadors, representatives, and advocates for tourism in Great Falls. So I'm not going to speak neg- negatively on my town. And if I do, it's precursored with, we have room for improvement in this area. <laughs> or some of the battles that we are facing are this. Yeah. And, it's, and it's in that little talking points that are pre-written. And we don't spend a lot of time on it. We move quickly past it. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> I did get a question um, a while back. And this one was, I just kind of sat there like, why would I even know this? So Charlie Russell had a good friend, Jake Hoover. Oh. <laughs> that he used to cowboy with. Okay. I had a Charlie Russell historian come in and want to know where Jake Hoover's cabin was. 
Well, he's the historian. <laughs> Wouldn't like, he know? I have no clue. They set it as up. This, like, starts naming the gulches and areas. And I'm like, my best guess is. <laughs> Go to the Russell. <laughs> this is where it would be. But I have no clue. So there I am on the computer doing a Google search oh. to find information on this person. And then this was the other thing. It was all in the Lewistown area. That's the same thing. <laughs> there was a woman who called. Or no, she came in here and she's like, do you have printed material? On the Bear Museum, or, or oh yeah, and I had no idea what she was talking about, and um, I had just finished touring all the museums in Great Falls, so I was like, that doesn't exist. Oh yeah, it's I'm like it's not in Great Falls, <laughs> otherwise I would know about it because I have spent thirty some hours at the less at these museums in total. Oh, it's like four hours away from here. No, I don't have it. <laughs> well, you need to go, and it has this. Can you can you print something out for me? She just was getting on my nerves. She's like, you need to get out of this town and experience. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not done experience what's in this town. So <laughs> Don't tell me to get out of my town. <laughs> we have great museums here. <laughs> so I, uh, I got her printed material. She said, thank you. But then to add another follow-up question about something in that area, I was like, here's the number for this <laughs> the area. Yeah. There you go. Because... Right now, you're kind of pushing me to my limits, and I'm going to try and be as nice as I can. But it's like the same people that forget that we get money from overnight stays. <laughs> and for some reason... Overnight stays in, in hotels. hotels. <laughs> in hotels. And I don't know if you knew this, Rebecca, but when you purchase an RV or like a camper, it doesn't come with a credit card swipe every night before you go to bed, which nope. then we get the tax for to fund us. <laughs> some of those don't have those features. It's weird. So they, they'll ask a lot about camping. And I'm like, these are the two things I know about. This is the information that we have prepared. Well, what about this area, that area? I'm like, not an expert on it. Like, you're going to have to call someone else because. I don't know. Nor am I getting any return on investment. (laughs) I love the questions that we get of, will my RV make it up that hill? Or will my RV be able to fit down that road? Or I'm like. Sure. <laughs> at, at what kind of RV do you have? What, what? Also, you should know, I don't drive our RV, which is a fifth wheel. I don't drive it. I, I have no idea. You should know the limitations. But it's also, why are you dropping it somewhere so you can go explore? Yeah. You can't fit through the drive through Well, <laughs> yeah, being military, we've moved all over with the... The trailers, boats attached. We've even done the one car with a trailer, and then Mark drove a 27. (laughs) That's a test of a marriage. So I understand that when you are behind the wheel on that, you're frustrated a lot of the time, and that frustration probably doesn't wear off immediately. Right. So when you park, because I guess it might be difficult to park for RVs at our current location, and then come at us and are all mad about your RV driving experience. <laughs> and we reply with, well, you're here now. So yeah. what can I do to help you explore our great city? And they're kind of eased off. But I I want to know, are we the only place you're stopping? Because right. I can list off 200 other businesses in the area. You're going to have a difficult parking in front of. <laughs> Didn't you have difficult parking getting it in your driveway? Like <laughs> 
It's a challenge that you're going to have to accept. If you want that kind of accommodation, you're going to be limited on what you can see. So park it and have a car. Or, you know, stay in a hotel. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Or you can always rent a, get an Uber, have a taxi take you around, those type of things. Yeah. But we also get the questions of where to park. And similar to the way you had already said, it's one of the challenges in our community. We have two amazing places where you can camp Mm -hmm. in our community. So we we share that. You have Dick's RV Park and the KOA. Well, where can I park that's cheaper or free? Walmart. (laughs) You can head to the mountains. Yeah. Um, You know, it just depends on where you're headed. But we aren't, you know... camping we have two areas and then i love that they'll ask another question but what about your state parks yep we have them but you can't camp in them (laughs) i had this one woman come and ask for camping information in lincoln oh and i said i don't know Uh, let me look like (laughs) let me do some google well i'm like we do have camping options here i said there's dick's rv park maybe i'll edit this out just the homeless people live there. And I'm like, okay, I've never heard that before. And I'm like, or the KOA. Well, that's too expensive. And, you know, because right now I'm living in my car and I'm like. <laughs> so you can't go to Dick's because there's homeless people there. But you're living in your homeless. <laughs> She's like, I got my cats and my apartment had some issues. And I'm looking and I'm like, you really are just searching for some help. So let me tell you what you can do for Lincoln. and And it's that. Those constant interruptions or unusual guests where you're like, I really shouldn't have to answer these questions, where you learn a lot of things. Because <laughs> I'll get questions, why, why did the aquarium, not aquarium, the swimming pool, Aquanet, what is it called? Our Mitchell Pool? Yeah, the Electric City Water Park? No, not the elect- no, the indoor one. Oh, the natatorium. Natatorium. Why did that close down? Or this, I'm like, you know what? You know why I know some of these answers? Or what's being built across the street from Taco John's? And then I'm like, that's going to be a city brew or a true brew, but a new coffee place is going in that former sushi place. Oh, you're in tour- tourism, so you know all this. I'm um, actually, I read the newspaper. <laughs> that's how I know stuff. And that's how I know about it. Um but it's, it is fun to get to. Well, in the que- we do get some questions that just make us better. Yes. Um, I think some of my favorites, which I still haven't done Me too. much research on. Um, <laughs> we start talking about the, white, or the Sulphur Springs Trail and the River's Edge Trail. And I'll always say, and there's interpretive signage on there that points out where the portage started across the river. Oh, how long was the portage? 32. That's a normal question. <laughs> I'm like... I have no clue. How many miles? Oh. How many miles did they have to port? How many miles was the portage? I'm like, hmm, I'm going to have to ask Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center next time I'm out there because I don't know. It's on our map of where the falls are. There's that. No, the full portage. Oh, the full portage, yeah. There's a dashed line. Yeah, it's the start, but it doesn't have an end on there. Oh, you mean for the entire length of the country? Yeah, for the portage. Google that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to Google that. We have also guests that take our recommendations as word. Oh, yeah. And that's, Gospel. And that's really frustrating for me because I have to precursor it with, I have lived here for two and a half years and for a long time I was renovating my house. <laughs> 
because they asked, have I done the Sulphur Springs Trail yet? I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm not doing it then. Just because I haven't done it doesn't mean you shouldn't. I'm still... I still have to make it out to a lot of places. Yes, now I can claim I've been to every museum, but it wasn't like that earlier this year. Yeah. So mind you, when we say I haven't done that yet or I haven't done it, it's because we are still our own individual personality. And while it would be cool, maybe we can ask this for the board to have just team building week where we close the office <laughs> once a month, <laughs> once a month. And we just go out for the week and we explore, do whatever the tourists do and refresh our, our knowledge <laughs> of outdoor recreation, art and culture in the area. But on my off time, I still have to like do errands, <laughs> buy groceries, pay my, bills. Yeah. I, I got a kid. Mow the lawn. I had other things to do than, than go out and play in great falls. So they, they get a little frustrated but I you know it kind of just reinforces that how much a recommendation means in this day and age, too, still. Also, when we recommend restaurants and they immediately go there, that's fun to see. But then also, if it's like a off day or, or it was food they didn't like, you're like, oh, I hope they like the menu. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like... We're going to, I have my entire trip plan. We're going to have our anniversary dinner. And they list the restaurant and like, have you been there? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Because you need a babysitter. <laughs> to, like for me to enjoy it. And I unfortunately said it. We just started like having a regular babysitter at more date nights. And when I'm out, I'm, I'm not going to dinner. Like <laughs> I'm going to have a craft cocktail. Like, yeah. I, I can have dinner with my daughter. She can go to bed. And then I have my craft cocktail. But I'm trying to explain to her, that still sounds like a good idea, but yeah. she wants me to solidify, validate, yeah, validate her decision to go yeah. there. And I'm like, oh, I really wish I could, but we're not going to lie to you either. Yeah. If we haven't done it or we don't like something, we'll tell you. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you can't do it. Yeah. Or that you won't like it. Right. Doesn't mean that at all. But just just know that your weird questions can get some weird answers. We had a guest in probably about a year and a half, two years ago, and they were traveling the state. Like, they had covered so many areas, and they were planning to spend about a week in the Great Falls area before they went back down south of Great, of Montana to do another week, and just random. I'm like, well, I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, wow. But the one question they asked was, which I'd never gotten before, was, why are there no cows? I expected to see more cows next to the road. Where are they in this beef country? Isn't agriculture your thing? Roadhouse dinner. It's the heat of the summer. Oh, I'm like yes. I don't know <laughs> where you were at, but a lot of times cows are going to winter or summer pasture where it's not so hot and there's more water for them. <laughs> there's better grazing. So just because you're not seeing them alongside the road doesn't mean they're not around. It There's just, just, we have more cows than people and a lot of land you can't see from the road. And it just always is, baffles me why people think we know the approx location, approximate location of all the animals. <laughs> yeah. I am not uh, one of those people on the Nature Channel that tags them and like, we've been tracking this shark for five years and Betsy <laughs> killed her mate four years ago. And then like it's... This level of detail is like, not something we do. No, and, and I'm sorry. That same guest then asked, well, can you point me to a ranch where I can get a tour? 
What are you? What is your objective? again? What do you want a tour of? They want us the shop. So you want to go look at the here's Rebecca. Fields? I'm gonna have you remove yourself from Montana. <laughs> Say you're city slicker type, and I a, get that because I forget how people haven't experienced things or it's not so easily accessible to them. For example, when I was at the Goodwood Guys, Chris was telling me, who's one of the owners, you know, people will come here, like navigate out of their way just to see an urban sawmill. And so they can run the mill too. And to me, this experience is not, me personally, is not worth rerouting my trip. But if it's something I'm interested in, right, I'll definitely do that. So maybe this guest is super interested in cows and ranches. And to you, it's like, well, I don't know what you're going to see there, why you'd want to bother these operations, because it is hard work there. It's a business. It's like walking into a retail store and saying, could you give me a tour? These are the things for sale. (laughs) And I get he wanted that Montana ranch experience, you know, that we've all seen in the movie City Slickers. I get that. But those experiences that you see in the movie are very well-crafted, specific date and time experiences. You can't just show up on the doorstep of a rancher and go, Hey, howdy, pal, can you give me a tour? (laughs) And those tours that you get are front door tours. They're not behind the action. It's all surface. Here's what you can see in 45 minutes. This is what's safe and... This, I mean, because you would leave. You may not have the skill set to really help out. And go through the gift shop on your way out. Like it's, <laughs> it, I get people get really interested in specific things where you're like, "Wow, I don't, I don't think I would." <laughs> um, but then again, when we are on road trips, and I was younger, I was like, "There's a Jimmy John's at this exit." <laughs> <laughs> My husband's like, "They put too much lettuce in their sandwich," and I'm like, "Whatever." My I used to have a colleague who's now a friend, and this was before we had our own Panda Express here in Great Falls. <laughs> she had a friend heading to Vegas, and she says to her friend, oh, my God, could you bring me back some orange chicken from Panda Express? So I'm like, did you just actually request fast food Chinese to be delivered to you in a from a suitcase? It, She's like, yes, I need it. That It baffles me. It's like those same people that think of like Chick-fil-A as a status symbol. I got Chick-fil-A today with Mm, my Starbucks. Now, with that said, there was this phenomenal pizza place in another town where my nieces and nephew were born that was delicious. And I would go in there and I would order pizzas to go from them uncooked. Yes. Papa Murphy like, style. Hi. I'd like to order three of your pizzas, but don't cook them. Just tell me what to do when I get home. Yeah. So now that we're back and edited out that little conversation, because <laughs> hey, not all the questions we get, we can air. Um, no. And not all the comments we make can we air. So if you have any weird questions for us that you think we would not have the answer on. Challenge us. Send them to information <laughs> at visitgreatfalls.org. Let's see the irony in that <laughs> information. Or give us a call at 406-761-4436. As we start to sign off, I have one final odd question that I got. It was more of a 
rant and an accusation of how stupid we were here at Great Falls, Montana Tourism. And another one of those calls that happened where you were able to find our phone number while you're on the road. But let me tell you the story. We had a guest coming from Missoula to Haver. (laughs) Came through Great Falls, um, got distracted somehow, couldn't find the road to get to Haver. Took a little bit of an extensive detour. Oh, no. (laughs) Ended up back in the Great Falls area, and it was over a weekend when we weren't here. So when I got back to the office, I get this phone call from this irate woman telling me how awful the signage is (laughs) in Great Falls to get to Haver. And we need to do a better job of it. And read me the riot act. (laughs) I'm like, what? If I was traveling from Missoula (laughs) to Haver... I don't know if I'd go through Great Falls just basically looking at a map. <laughs> so what? So she wanted to know, why is the signage in Great Falls so awful when you're just trying to get to Haver? Because it's not. I have no idea. And obviously, and she said, tourism clearly doesn't work in Great Falls if I can't even get to Haver. I'm like, or does it? <laughs> Because our objective is to keep you in Great Falls. And you got lost. And we did that. Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> the Great Falls Triangle. You're never getting to have her. I, I, I always struggle with people. Why don't you? <laughs> it's about as good as they told me. We had one guest that said about the Great Buffalo Hunt where she said it was on her phone and it showed three images and then it showed three descriptions and locations. She's like, I don't know why you have it like this. And that was the first time that you meant me. (laughs) So I said, you know what? That's wrong. I don't know why that's formatted weird, but I'm going to fix that formatting as soon as you leave. Sure enough, I look at the the layout on the web page, and I was like, wow, the rows aren't configured correctly. Let me just drag and drop some text boxes. We're going to be good to go. Fixed in about 30 seconds. I run into her later that day at the First People's Buffalo Jump Interpretive Center, and she's like, you fixed it. I was like, who are you? She's like, I'm not in my running clothes. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was at the visitor area earlier. I don't want to say center. And I told you, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I did fix it. She's like, thank you so much. And I was like, thanks for telling me because that was actually on me. But when people say that you don't have your signs out, that the snakes are on the trail, you don't have. <laughs> it's really difficult. We will always stay nice and positive, but it's always difficult to just... Take a step back and say, I understand your frustration. Thank you for your comment. And no, there isn't. But this is what we suggest. I'm sorry that we're your catch-all for questions and complaints. <laughs> but guess what? 80% of our visitors come back. The other 20% are still lost. <laughs> They've never left. I can't figure out where the falls are. No, they're still looking. So we hope you have enjoyed sharing with us the fun stories of people and and this will never end we'll be able to do this episode again next year yeah six months from now here we go (laughs) and i can only assume that when we relocate to our new office we'll just get more questions so it'll be quicker oh my goodness this is gonna be and they're random and we're going to do our best to help you but also know we have certain objectives with our organization that don't necessarily match up to the objectives you have in your travel plans (laughs) We're going to do our best to connect the dots for you and be as helpful as we can. But we aren't experts in all things. And sometimes we're on parallel lines that we'll never meet. 
Yes. And just recognizing that and that we can still be friendly folk to each other. But we'll just part ways. Wave. (laughs) So thank you for considering Great Falls. Thanks for being here when you are here. We love getting to visit with everyone, even if they are weird questions and just sit there and go, huh, there's another thing I get to learn. Thanks. Learning opportunity. Um, We're going to take better notes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then actually follow up on them. So next time I get asked how many miles was the portage, I'm going to know. Yeah. And maybe you'll leave your email and we'll actually do our homework. It might come in late. (laughs) be a late submission, but we'll get it done. So thanks for listening. You can find all of the past episodes of our podcast at wearenodamnexperts.com. And until we see your bright, smiling, happy, shining face here in Great Falls, we hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you are. Bye-bye. We're No Damn Experts is the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of War No Dam Experts, Rebecca and Madi are joined by the executive director and the maestro from the Great Falls Symphony. War No Dam Experts is produced by Great Falls Montana Tourism with original music by the best damn musician, Joel Corda.